everybody? This is Mario from Barberview TV Podcast. Just want to give you guys a quick reminder that we are now live on Amazon Fire TV, Roku, Apple TV, and YouTube. Also, we'll have that Apple iOS app coming out soon, and Android, it's on the way. We have 26 countries tuning in, absorbing, and just really involved in what we're considered to be this new resurgence of barber culture so i'm very excited about that also follow us on all social media platforms except for myspace no one's on that right now just to give you an update <laughs> for, those, for those who are on myspace we're like three years removed on the other side okay so just just to let you guys know also make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you download your favorite podcasts including apple iHeartMedia podcasts or wherever you find your favorite podcast. And once again, thank you guys for all the support. It's been um, nonstop since we've launched June 15th, and it's a testament just to the the excitement, the eagerness, and also those who care about what this new thing looks like. So thank you so much. And most importantly, this is your network. So please reach out on all platforms. If there's something that you feel like um, we're missing to add, we're always open for feedback. Uh, joining us today, um, very special guest. Um, I met him via Instagram when I was in Alaska <laughs> doing a shoot in Fairbanks, Alaska. Um, as I was kind of building the network, uh, one of my one of my focus points was to get someone who not only had value to the barber culture, but a voice. Now, keep in mind what I just said. There's a difference between having a voice and not having value. <laughs> so this is value and a voice. And that's one thing that I truly believe in in regards to building something and building something that's um, that's like sacred, that, that we want to see grow and, and develop into something that's bigger than what we are in the barber culture. So um, did some research as I've been, I spent like a year doing research and Tyreek was one of the first person that came in front of mine. Also by some of my barbers as well that watched you. Uh, shouts out to my man, Faye Don. He mentioned you as one of the people when he was in Guam trying to learn how to cut or get inspiration. He actually got that inspiration from you. And so he was like, hey, you need to check out, you know. Tyreek. So, so other than that, um, international, um, just influencer, just making tremendous impacts in the industry still to this day, looks like he's just, he's not stopping you guys. I'm, I'm sorry. He's not stopping. There's nothing you could do. The hustle is real and the love and the passion for what we do is real. And that's one of the things that attracted me the most. Um, once again, live and direct with us on the Barberview TV podcast, Tyreek Jackson. What's up, brother? How you doing? <laughs> First off, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, it was just an honor um, to just be selected to be a part of what it is that you're trying to capture that's going to help to continue to impact our industry. So thank you so much for just choosing me and choosing our school. Um, I mean, we kind of let you in and just free, free, do your thing. You know? So uh, I think that's one of the advantages of being owner of a school is that I don't have to really ask anybody for permission to yeah. do certain you know I worked in a corporate setting of a school before and if you wanted to get a laptop wanted to get, uh, let instructors use a projector like it had to go up a corporate ladder and weeks would be removed from one to time you know and, and for me understanding school culture from working in it so long 
it was just amazing to be able to be like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. Well, do I got, no, it's fine. And then when it came to even like, well, what about the students and their, uh, their images? Well, every student who signed, when they first signed up to our program, they signed a release form that we're allowed to photo them. You know, and so all those things, it was easy for me to just say yes and not have to worry about answering to anybody. Um, and, and that's kind of that's kind of cool. But what's going on with me is I'm just been busy, still grinding. Um, um, I got some schools that are interested in possibly partnering with us and expanding. So we'll see what uh, direction that goes. Um, if we're going to be opening Premier Barber Institute schools across the globe, we have to make sure that the curriculum matches what's first required for their state. But then secondly, does it model the same type of program that we have here? You know, because yeah, um, okay. you don't want to lose the integrity and what it is we've established here. Yeah, I, I, I was talking with and, and thanks so much for that. I was talking with people in the restaurant in, in, in industry. And the biggest part of having a flagship is when you go somewhere to expect the same service at every spot where you be at. So quality control is huge. I want to like take a step back and thanks so much for your introduction. Um, I like this term alignment. When when you since you have this this tremendous brand recognized internationally, um, we align ourselves with someone that we feel have the same values, beliefs, and or vision. Um, when I called you that day, or when you called me after I hit you up on IG, um, and I, I totally respect alignment because I won't reach out to anyone if I feel that that person won't be aligned with me in regards to what I'm trying to do. But tell me, what are some of the things like when, when we did um, reach out to you and um, try to solicit the filming of this documentary what were some of the initial thoughts in your mind like who the hell is this guy <laughs> like what's going on here well the first thing the first thing um i get see i'm a person who responds to all my direct messages first off mm -hmm. there are people out here uh influencers um, speakers that don't respond to the direct messages they just let them fill up like it's not important and i'm a person that if you've taken the time to reach out to me it's only right for me to respond back to you, whether good, bad, or indifferent. And um, I've learned a long time ago that opportunities present themselves, and we may, we, we're either ready for that opportunity or we're not. And sometimes you may physically, mentally, emotionally, even financially be ready for opportunities, but if you haven't taken the time out to listen to somebody asking you for something, you may never know that that opportunity presented itself. And so when I first got the message, I listened, I read it. I, I didn't go do any research. I didn't check how many followers you have. I didn't do anything like that. I said, here's the deal. I would love to, I, I face video face chat you quick, said, hey, just got your message. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, thanks for hitting me back. I'm like, I'm in a <laughs> I'm like, okay, great. What's up? And you started saying, well, I want to do this thing. I'm doing this documentary. I'm going around. I'm like, great. You said, I would like to come film your school. And I said, here's what you could do. Come to the school. Let's have a conversation. Let you see what we have going on here. And if this is a place that you want to spend the time. Um, when I, I do that, because a lot of people will say, I want to do this. Can we do this? I want to do this. Can we do this? But then they don't take the step to do it. And so 
you did. You said, okay, cool. Uh, what days work great for you? Um, let me finish doing this thing. I'll hit you back. We'll set up a date and time. You showed up. And the very first thing we did, we didn't pull the camera out. We didn't do, I walked you around the facility. We sat in the office here in the studio and we discussed what is it that you're trying to capture? This is the technology we have. We already are doing some filming, blah, 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 blah. And you said, yeah, this is great. This is aligned with what I want to do. Mm -hmm. I would love to come back. Now that I know what you got going on here, you then can go and create a game plan. You asked me a series of questions. When are students starting? When are students graduating? When, and then we came up with a timeline. You know, even the field day, you got to capture the field day and chosen 300. So all of those different elements was because you took the initiative to come here and sit right here, right here where I'm sitting and have a <laughs> conversation. And um, when you did that, I knew that you meant business. You know, uh, it didn't matter how many followers you have. It didn't matter what level of influence or what experience you have. You were somebody who wanted to come, who wanted to film, who wanted to capture. You're willing to fly, to be here, to have a dialogue and tour the school and then have some more dialogue. I said, yeah, um, whatever, whatever you want to do is fine with me. And so that's kind of where I'm at. I, I don't, I don't really push opportunities away, but, but I also want to see, I want to feel your energy and see if this is something that is going to be good for the community of barbering, not just myself. Thanks. Thanks so much for that statement. I really appreciate it. And just another reminder for those who, haven't been, I mean, geez, I have like a million posts on it, but we'll do it again. New School, a Tyreek Jackson story out on all platforms, streaming on uh, the, the the platforms uh, on streaming media. On uh, It's out right now. Check it out. It is definitely, um, it is an awesome take of just life. Not just barbering, but just people and what how much this means to them. So, uh, and it just every time I watch, I watch it like three times a day. I'm serious. <laughs> when 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 I'm doing interviews or when I'm checking email, I have it. I look at it. I'm always judging. I'm always looking at it like wow, like that from a conversation in Alaska that came yeah. together. You know, so it's quite. I'm I'm sorry, Tyreek, as, as you were saying. No, no, no. I was listening to you when you said you you watch it. Like when you're watching it, what are some of the things? that you're like looking at and critiquing now that it's been edited and published and put out there. What are some of the things you're, cause I'm a person that when I look at myself, I'm looking to improve, right? Yeah. I'm looking, what are the areas that I could improve on? There's the, wow, we did this. Like, yes, we had a conversation. Last guy showed up and this happened. There's that moment, right? That was the moment mm -hmm. I had when I was sitting on the couch with my family and we were watching it. Um, but as I continue to share it, I shared it today on my live. I put it in my stories again for people to go ahead and tap in and look at it. Um, but it's one of those things that now that it has happened and you're looking and you kind of take a, a backseat on it, right? It's like your baby. You, know, you want to watch mm -hmm. your baby cry, <laughs> watch him stumble, and you're the things that are going on. So what exactly uh, are some of the takeaways that you've been getting from it? Not the people's responses, but your own, like, because you got to remove yourself from it at the same time, you know? Yeah, to me, it's it's um, it's some of the technical details when you de deliver a movie. And like I said, for Barberview TV, right, which we have all different types of programming. Um, my key, my three items is this. One, this is for the barber coat culture, which is one, the barbers, two, the fringe barbers that are uh, want to 
put a toe in but don't know how, and they get inspired. And three, people who have no idea that everything, what they've seen is what they're involving. So from the barbers that I know, they're giving me some technical feedback, right? Things that they want to see more or, or, or elaborate on. Um, and for the people that have no barber experience at all, they are captivated by the stories, what it takes to get it done. Um, even with Dan, it was like, I didn't know it, it took that much and there's that much planning. When you're building something like you built for Premiere, that's the level of commitment in 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 detail that's required to be successful, which to your part before you started uh, as you introed, is leading you to other ventures because of your preparedness to get to this point. But also, um, you know, so, but my biggest thing is this, um, I didn't expect to kind of like it to be as, well, I expected it to be big, right? But when you, you have, you all have a plan, this is what I wanted to be. But now that we're in the running for six um, film festival awards and more to come, it shows that it's not just about barbering. It's simply about people, their lives, the things that they're trying to achieve. And to me, when you could take something specific as barbering, but it's captured and experienced as like everything else, it's it's a win-win. I mean, it has, it, and, and to me, the barbering piece is icing on the top for those who are in the industry. But for those that are um, in it, I mean, it's it's been a blast. So um, So thanks for that. I wanted to kind of take a step back and say, when you was sitting on the couch, I know me and you were going back and forth and we had some uploading delays. God, there's just whatever you need something, whenever you, okay, even in the barber in, in the industry, if you're running late, your barber's on time. <laughs> if your barber's on time, you're late. The world just works in a mysterious way. We finally got it up. You're on the couch, 10 o'clock PM plus, because it went over. What were your thoughts? What were some of the things that was going through your mind as you were watch, watching it? Well, the first thing was anticipation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just exciting. My kids were there. Um, we, I've been talking about this thing that was happening, and now it's come to fruition. So there was that. Um, I didn't have concerns, which is really interesting, right? Uh, as a person who wants to deliver excellence, and this was actually your project. So I wasn't concerned with what you captured because we didn't stage anything. It wasn't a staged thing. The only thing that was actually focused, prepared were the times and dates, right? Um, and the one morning drive to the school. That was the only thing that was just the real setup, like setting the cameras up. So I'm like, whatever he captured is what's actually happening. So it's not. It's not staged. There was no scripts. There wasn't, hey, this is a character. No, you just was filling the room and just kind of seeing what was happening. So I was really excited more than anything just to see what you actually captured and how you put the story together. A um, few things I really liked. I liked the, the um, you know, like first period, second period. I really enjoyed that. Like I thought that was kind of cool. It, it just kind of lets you know we're transitioning to another phase and if you understand school you use the school analogy with news mm -hmm. so that was that i really like that that was very creative gotcha what was some of your family feedback is they're watching you and all of this stuff as well 
Well, a few things. You know, my kids, they're 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 big jokesters. So um, my youngest one or my middle child was busting on me. She said my, my jeans was too tight, right? She said the, the one <laughs> right. Um, my 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 youngest one said, Well that shirt looked really good on you look diesel. So they were just critiquing another space, you know what I mean? Um so much so that when I posted it, I tagged my one daughter who is on social media and she's like, Why did you tag me? Right? And <laughs> I so you can share it. Like, you know, like share it so your friends can actually see it. And she's like, oh. So it, it was just interesting to um, some of their feedback. But it was it was more of um, uh, them getting to see what I do every day from a different lens. Gotcha. So is there like an increased, I don't want to use the word respect, because by default, you are the authoritative figure in your house. <laughs> but... <laughs> But was there a little more like, like, wow, like you do all of that and all of your watching is coming together? Kind of take me behind the scenes on that. Well, you know, it, it's interesting because my daughter has been asking for uh, several weeks. Hey, when is this? Because school's out. So she's doing field hockey. They're doing karate. They're doing other things. Mm -hmm. And um, the, the middle child, she's like, I want to come to school. Like, can we do like a daddy daughter you know, day at work or something like that. But after watching the the, the docuseries there, oh, are we going this week? Like, I want to go. And <laughs> now I really want to be involved. Um, the last time they were up here, we had Brandon Graham from the Philadelphia Eagles who came and we, we did like an interview. He shared his story and then he got to cut hair as I was giving him instruction. So it was a different type of day for our school that day. It wasn't the day in, day out, mannequin work, testing uh clinic services and so they want to see what that experience is like right now gotcha you know i i was uh chatting with itamar and shout out to itamar uh one of your um instructors definitely a a a pillar uh one of several pillars in your uh organization for premier barber institute i was like uh this could serve as a recruitment video, can it? <laughs> and he was like, he was like, we're using this, believe you me. <laughs> um, what's interesting is we are, we are going to chop some of it down and do like little plugs of the actual full series, but also use it in different elements that we can for the school to just kind of showcase the school, all video brought to you by Barberview TV. This is from a docu-series. So yeah, we're going to be busting some of that down. Maybe even do some narration over top of some of it. Definitely, for sure. Um, so as you're watching it, when you got to the end, because, I mean, you're right, whenever you do a film, right, whenever you do a film like this, by the way, full disclosure, this is the first time I've ever done a piece this long and this detailed. So it took, it was a hundred for, for those who need to understand the planning, just like a barber that needs 1,250 hours in order to be superior. All of the things, all of the things that I've experienced in life came to this point to where I felt the confidence to be able to contact Tyreek and say, look, I'm going for it. And I, right. I took a risk and, and I think we delivered. Um, it's, it's very, and over a hundred hours of video, um, I'm sorry, 80 hours of video over a hundred hours plus of editing that got down to like an hour or 21 minutes runtime, which to me, I, I still wanted more. And a lot of people was like, I want to know more about some of the more of the backstories. And I'm like, 
maybe next yeah. time. So to me, yeah. th- that was good to see that people wanted more because they were just so captivated by what they saw. But your thoughts as a whole on on the um, on the docu series, New School. When by the time we got to the end, I was at first I was just like, wow, like he really captured a lot of what we do here at Premiere. Um, there was just so much to just kind of like take in. Um, if there was anything that I saw that maybe could have, I would have wanted to see some of the stories from the students, like that mm-hmm. day you maybe following um, one of the students and just kind of seeing what their day was like in the morning, taking their kids to school and then getting to school, some traffic stuff. Maybe that might have been one project to get the student side of what it takes to go to school and do this every day. And maybe like a, a, a short version of that, um, uh, maybe two or three. It's almost like when you watch a documentary, there's probably four four people or five people in the documentary. There's the main character and then there's these other little players that kind of give context to the full scope of what it is. Maybe following Itamar or Chris for a day and seeing what it takes them to prepare a lesson, what are they looking forward to each day in the morning before students get started, like those kind of things. Because even me personally as an owner, I know how I've trained them to prepare. I know mm-hmm. uh, what my thought process was behind preparing them, but I'm not sitting there with them day in and day out as they're preparing for the following week or they're preparing for the month, what they're going to deliver. And then the day to day, like I'm going into class today, and these are some of the issues that we're dealing with at school. How am I going to tackle some of these issues? I got a student whose attendance is poor. What am I going to do? How am I going to address that student? And so there's those little stories that I think even the instructors could have had some other influence. Maybe that's the second part of it, right? And then, um, <laughs> then the other the other thing would be um, um, maybe a little narration over it, whether it was from you or somebody else. And I think it'd be great to just hear it from you. Um, just to hear what it was, because as you're filming it, you're you're capturing it with your camera, but you're also taking it in. And while the camera's processing footage, you're processing your director's mind, right? What is the director seeing? Because you did everything. You filmed it, you directed it, you edited it. I mean, you really put the whole thing together yourself. And so um, with that being said, maybe hearing you know, today while I was at the school, I really realized the camaraderie between the students. Although you captured it, right? What was your take as you're filming and planning it? So hearing some of Mario's take on uh, chapter, or not chapter one, but uh, uh, first period, his take on second period, his take on third period, and kind of giving an overview to add context to what we were about to see or what we were seeing. And as some B-roll is happening, here you have students. They're, compl- they're, they're Although they're working, as you see them diligently working, they're talking about their favorite athlete or their favorite rapper. And it gets a little hectic. But Edomar, who's in charge, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just kind of, <laughs> so me as a school yeah. owner, living it every day, I know what's happening. Right? Yeah. Who's never seen premieres, never except one foot in premiere. They don't know how long that takes. They don't know if the instructor put people back on track. They don't know that. And then you being the person who's actually capturing it can give some context to it to let them know like, oh, he's definitely in charge, you know? So just those little 
that. Yeah, for sure. And and I'm going to be recutting it to submit to Netflix. So I hope that uh, the world could see. So some some of those things that you've called out, which I really appreciate, those are some of the things that once it's out, you was like, ah, I wish I'd have done yeah. that, right? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's kind of like a haircut. Once you take the cape off, you're like, oh, and you leave the door. Oh, I should have did that. I should have did that. But yeah, but it's... We're definitely moving forward, and to me, the the goal is to get it to that Netflix level, and I'm trying to get it. Um, in fact, I'm about to publish it for Japan, but Japan says I have to burn the the um, you have to if it's in English, you have to put the Japanese titles like burnt into each of the movies that they submit. So I'm in German too. I'm working on all these things that have kind of like. Afterthought, because I didn't realize it was going to take off this direction. So now I'm like, great, I'll get on it right right away as I'm learning those things. Um, but thanks so much for that. Um, when you saw the the show, um, as a as as you saw the documentary, what are some of the things you was like, man? I totally forgot about that. I didn't realize that 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 actually was filmed. There was a lot of things um, because I do it every day, right? I'm here, mm-hmm. I'm watching. When you're living in it every day, it's almost like when you gain weight, right? So you you, you take a picture of yourself, and then three years later, you look at yourself like, wait a minute, was that me? Oh, my gosh. How did I let go of myself? I need to get back on track. And so there's that kind of thought process where as I'm watching it, I'm looking, I'm like, oh, my God, I do remember that. Oh, the orientation. Yeah, I remember. I know who was there that day. I remember Mm -hmm. speaking to the So. Yeah, it was those little, there was a lot of that that was taking place. Even the field day. Like, I was like, oh, I forgot that happened on a Tuesday, and I did my live, and the guys were in the background preparing as I was going. Like, all those little things, I, I, I do actually remember looking back saying, oh, wow, it kind of caught me off guard. That that was, like, when I was at the grill, and you were talking to me at the grill, and it was like, why are you cooking? I'm like, well, our students are, we're, we're always uh, uh, expecting of them. And so this is another way for us to give back. So I'm on the grill to prepare for our students. And so I was like, man, I said that like, it, cause it came out my heart. Like it just, you know, it just came out and it's like, good. He captured the right moment. It was the right thing. And it was, it was real. It was authentic. And I, I, I forgot that that happened, you know? So it was good. Yeah, it was, it, it, it was definitely, um, it was interesting how it all came together because it seemed like it was one cohesive piece, but little do people know it was shot across so many days and hours that um, it it definitely came together the way I think we both wanted to come together. Five different flights, you know, <laughs> it was, and uh, several days, like two to three days within each flight while you were here for two days filming. And some one day you came in and just filmed for like a half a day because you had to fly out and do something else. But it was that kind of grind that actually brought that whole thing together. Yeah, I do appreciate that. Um, but in the midst of what our world has been experiencing yeah. and travel, so there was so much going on at one time. Absolutely. Thanks for that. What do you think the impact of this docuseries is going to be? Now that um, it's out, uh, it's it's getting some very good traction. Um, what do you think the impact is going to be, not only for the world? Because I, honestly, I haven't done research on it, but I don't think nothing has been done to this magnitude to really get behind the scenes and focus on 
a, a international barber and a barber school and those intricate details. But for the for the public and the I say the the the, the private, but it's the barber sector. What do you think that impact's going to be? Um, it's really interesting um, to think about. Um, I think for a long time, our profession has lost its integrity and its level of professionalism. I think that for a long time, uh, even in schools, you hear a lot of influencers talk about schools are no good. There aren't good schools. And I think what it does is it puts a positive message on what schools are actually doing. We don't always get to capture what schools are doing. But the influencer takes a haircut that they take two hours to do. They edit it, film it, chop up the content and put the best product out on YouTube. Right. And what what you what we got to experience was a raw, non-staged um, impression on our culture and our industry of what schools have the capability of doing and what our school is actually doing. I think that it's going to help to make schools better as they look and, and, and pay attention to what's happening, um, they're going to be able to say, hey, and I think Tyreek Jackson, the person, uh, has made school ownership look cool. Mm-hmm. And I think an influx of people who want to have schools now. I think that after watching me for the past few years on, on social media and live and meeting me in person has kind of put like, yeah, you want to make change? Open up a school. You don't like the way you're doing it? You do one. Because then, then, then it puts the accountability on them. And I think people watching this document um, is is going to be able to um, kind of put another stamp on it. Like, this is the kind of stuff it takes to, to, to go to school. Like, even when you're preparing to set it up for Netflix with narration, people don't know what we were driving in the car. But that was an hour and like 15 to 20 minutes. Both ways. So it's actually three hours of content. <laughs> right. And, and I don't think that people know that. So with mm-hmm. context, oh, this is the sacrifice since 2014 that he's been doing day in and day out. Right. First as an instructor, then an administrator. Right. And this is what his life looks like. Some context to that. And then. Oh, he still cuts hair. We only captured one haircut right that day, but it's still like this is part of the day. I'm traveling, I go to school, I teach, I do, and there's just more. This is what one day looked like, but this is what every day looks like, right? Definitely. And and I think that uh in hindsight, if this would have been like four to six episodes without having this this baseline docu-series, I think. Uh, I think this needed to come out first. And I think in the future, I think we could definitely go that direction to have like a six series to me that, that it will be the ultimate piece. Um, It's funny. uh, uh, It's funny how, like you said about the, um, to have the narration, that's definitely one of the biggest things. It's funny uh, (laughs) because I don't know why this movie comes to my mind as a, um, as a, as a, as, as a point of, remember narration uh there's a show that came on hbo like in the 90s it was called banging and little rock it was about gangs in little rock and uh they have these two gangsters talking like hey we're about to do 187 and the screen went blank 187 a term used by gangsters to whatever whatever 
<laughs> like that for, for sure. But um, part of me wanted to just be very raw and very um, authentic and very intimate with what you're seeing without um, too much um, interference, I guess, by, by me as a director. So that that was my vision was just to let the story unfold and then kind of the people viewing it put the pieces together and then go back and watch it back. Well, what do you mean by that? Let's go back there. So it's, it's like a, it's like a, um, it's like that big table, uh, that the big table book that you have in your house. It's something that you look back, Oh, let me go back again and see, uh, what that was or this was. And so that was kind of like my vision, but for some of the audience, uh, definitely that's, that's, um, something. Um, and also, I don't, uh, Chosen 300, to me, uh, that was one of my favorite parts. And I got so many emails and DMs about, I want to know more about the guy that says, I'm James Brown. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so those were some yeah. things that, that uh, even feedback I got. So here's mm-hmm. something you got to experience that I've never experienced. I've never been to Chosen 300. Wow. I've not, in all the years... I've never been to Chosen 300 because where it's located, even deeper into Philadelphia. And so my instructors who live near there, they facilitate that. They've created mm-hmm. it. It's their thing. And I'm sort of hands off other than knowing that this is what we do and encouraging the students to do it. So I've, 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 I've received letters. We've gotten awards as best program to help our, you know, those types of things. But it's their honor. It's them. It's not... I can't take any, uh, um, I can't get any credit for that because it's that's what they have done. And I, I was so grateful that while you were at Chosen 300, you actually got to capture Edamar, who has been the facilitator for the last few years uh, while being there. So that's been, that's been all, that was like, that for me was, was awesome. So, um, so when you, so when you was watching the Chosen 300, um, Kind of walked with me what was going on through your mind right now, because like you said, you was kind of hands off. You you knew it was needed. You knew you wanted to support it. You knew you had the ability to support it. But as you're watching Edamar talk about what it means to him, and he's all about community. Shouts out to Edamar. He is, he's definitely... He's been making the rounds a lot. I know he was on my podcast. He was on the show that he had his, uh, he hosted the first annual Burtonsville uh, Expo. So he's, he's definitely, um, you know, really just putting himself out there, which I really do love. When Mind you, Edamar was a guy who came to our program that never cut hair before. Wow. He was, he was, he was a, a Marine. Yep. Who went on tour who came back, worked for DC, Secret Service, and then I that and said, I might as well use some of my GI money and uh, go to school, and maybe I'll just try barbering. He's a pretty darn good barber. And oh, he's acting yeah. not just as a barber. He worked in a shop. He managed a shop. He came back to our program, did the teacher program, and now you see him elevating to their own podcast. He's he, he's traveling, he's helping out and assisting in expos, he's educating. And so he's really positioned himself. So when you mentioned that, I just wanted to put that little note that this is a person who came to our program as a bar, a, a person who's never cut, never took clippers to their hands at all and said, maybe this is something I should try. And these wow. are 
examples of the types of students that are coming to our program. And as they grow, grow through the program, they grow in life and even their, their minds are now open to trying new things. And so you have the expos and the events. And so I just didn't want to miss that moment because you mentioned him, <laughs> but I that because that, he's definitely an example of what premier students look like. Definitely. So as you're watching The Chosen 300, you saw all of the visuals, you, you heard the stories. You saw, what's going on through your mind at that point? So um, we've captured some of Chosen 300 on our stories. The instructors are posted mm-hmm. on, on, on Instagram and stuff like that. So I've seen the location. I've seen some of the people, but I've never heard from the director personally on what their experience is like. I've never heard from the patrons and the people who come in uh, um, that are utilizing the services and then um, getting the students and seeing the instructor interact, but then him being very passionate about it. So there was a lot that I received in watching it. Yeah, it's definitely one of those lead by example moments where you that all came together so organically. And I'm glad I was there to capture it. Um, it was, I think I was I was somewhere and you was like, are you going to Chosen 300? I was like, oh, I'll be there tomorrow. I was somewhere doing some other filming. And so I hopped on, I, I hopped, uh, on a plane and flew right there to oh, capture that because I knew. I remember you were filming for something else and you said, hey, I'm going to come in tomorrow. And I'm like, well, listen, don't come to the school. Yeah, yeah. They're Chosen doing and that's where you should go. And again, I didn't meet you there because it wasn't my thing. That was theirs. Mm-hmm. And I, I personally felt that had I went there, you would have talked to me about what's going on here, right? And I would have interrupted some of that. And I didn't want to. I really wanted it to unfold as it does and have the person who's been the liaison for that really speak to what's happening. So that's why I didn't show up. And I, I'm so glad I did it because it it allowed you to capture what's happening in its raw form without anything from me. Yeah, it was definitely a touching moment um, that I, th- I think really tied everything in um, from the front to the from from the start to the finish. Uh, I thought it was quite quite awesome. Um, just wanted to kind of hit on some in- industry questions, and I'll let you go. Um, what do you think are some of the challenges of the industry today? One of the th- the reason why I started Barberview TV was to I'm a barbershop owner in. In Denver, Colorado, and following on people on Instagram, it just seems like everyone is just going a whole different direction. There's no focus. So in my mind, I was like, I think there needs to be one place, one kind of not referee, but one place to where we can call our official um, gathering place to be able to watch content, laugh, have educational pieces. We just launched uh, a, a series called the full cut to where for those who who um, don't want to, um, who just wants to go online and watch a full cut from start to finish and it's going to be featuring barbers from all over. I had a uh, shout out to Champs Barbers. Uh, I, I had a shot, uh, a, a full haircut with uh, with with Fluffy and also um, Fade Me Up Franco, just so you could see yeah. even from an in and- <laughs> Yeah, but just to see it from that side. Um, and for those don't don't go go back and watch the in the cut uh, premiere for season two, we're featuring London. It's it's an amazing show that takes you back into that mindset. And there was some very very good gems drop. People from the UK they have no filter and they and they really care about quality. 
And um, I think it was an awesome show. But um, but to your point, um, I think I felt that just like you, you opened up a school to address a need that was a passion for you. I started Barbeview TV to address a passion for me and to just say, wait a minute, there's there's too much confusion going on. A lot of people think that um, this is the standard. It's not. So when they take a step back, watch the lives of people and not just watching a cut or watching things going on, I think it was needed. What are some of the challenges that you see that still exist in the industry today? And and what can we do about it? Well, there's a few things. Um, that, the first thing that comes to mind is ego kills talent. Um, we have a lot of talented barbers. Uh, we have a lot of talented um, hair cutters. Um, but there's so much ego. Our industry is very ego driven. And I think that um, people don't know how to step back and allow their gifts to make the room for them. Um, but we live in a we live in a world right now where people want to have be first comment, top comment, top post, most followers, most likes, that sort of false influence, right, if you will. And I think it's ego-driven, right? I think it's ego-driven. And um, I actually took an eight-year hiatus from shows and events to just focus on me, right? Um, I, I felt back then that the industry was a lot of plagiarism, a lot of let me do what you do, and just kind of like steal someone else's concept. You see that even more now. Mm -hmm. um, you influencers that are shouting out quotes of great people who made them in the past but don't have any substance to go with it right um because it's a cool because it's a cool quote or because les brown said it or because jay-z said it or because it was a good punchline and i just captured that so people are staging these quotes and staging these positive uh, affirmations, if you will, but not actually having a life experience with them. And so you're getting a false representation of what our industry actually is because people are focused on individual influence. They're focused on really um, um, building themselves up to monetize it. There's nothing wrong with the business side of it. There's nothing wrong with monetizing what it is that you do, uh, charging for it. There's not, nothing wrong with that, right? But you have people who call themselves educators that aren't really educators. They're demonstrators. They're sales reps. They work for companies and all mm -hmm. they do is they're, they're, they are a, uh, what I would call a high quality sales rep, right? They're an influential sales rep, but they're not quite educators. They're giving you a perspective on how they cut hair, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. I think there's room for all of this stuff in our industry, but I think that people are using the wrong sort of buzzwords to represent themselves and they're not what they're saying they are people putting in their bios entrepreneur but haven't really built any business you know, hold up i my, don't my favorite my my fav, favorite run is hold on to your seatbelt master barber <laughs> that is the most if you had to make a top three that has to be top. That has to be the gold medal for misuse of any title known to mankind. Please continue. <laughs> What's interesting? I don't have Master Barber in 
my title. I'm an educator, and I've traveled yep. all over the world. So I'm okay, it's okay for me to say international educator. I've, I've taught in London. I've taught in Russia. I've taught in international islands. Like, I've taught in different parts of the world. I'm an international educator. but there, And I'm an educator. I'm a licensed educator, right? <laughs> um, but what I don't what I don't have in my bio is celebrity barber. I, I've cut football players and musicians and athletes and basketball players, but it's not in my, and it's almost a form of status. I've mm-hmm. done this. I think that's what's affecting our industry. And the reason why I say that, um, this is going to be a powerful statement. I think I might use this on my Tyree Talk Tuesday next week. It just came to me right now. Many of the younger barbers that are inspired to cut hair right maybe be from watching youtube maybe because they went to their local barber shop and their barber said go to school and then their that barber went and looked at school or went and looked at a youtube video and said oh i think i can do this let me sign up to school but they're perverted in what their expectation of the industry is because what they're seeing on social media and what they're seeing in the, as an industry as a whole as a whole is 2% of what our industry actually is. They're looking at the 2% of people that are showcasing their talent. When the other 98% of people are actually in their cities, in their rural communities, making money and providing a living and living a full life. Mm -hmm. So they're they're focused on, I want to be part of that 2%. I've been watching even lately with companies, they're hiring women to be platform artists for them that don't teach. They don't speak much of anything. They wear spandex and stand on stage. But the same thing, and what sucks is there are women in our industry that deserve the respect for the work they put in. And you have the influence of women wearing spandex. And look, they're beautiful women. I get it. You're trying to market whatever it is that you do, but they're on a stage. What are they teaching? What are they influencing? And it's because they want to be part of that 2% of people that have the visual representation of our industry and not the 98% of people who are actually a part of our industry. And really quick, uh, my next documentary coming out in October is called The Lady Barber. And it's focusing specifically on what you're talking about. Um, The segregation, the separation, what the perception is, but what the reality is. And I think it's going to be a controversial one. I think it's going to be an emotional one. But I think, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to tackle, let's put everything out on the table. Let's talk about it as a community, right? And those are some of the things that I, I just cannot wait to put a bow on that and watch it because it's going to really open up a lot of eyes. Thing is about the licensing is that the license doesn't say professional lady barber. It mm-hmm. says professional barber. Yeah. Right. Where we live, we live in a world where people want to be identified as X, whatever X is. Right. I identify as this. You know, it's it's. It doesn't even matter. You're a barber. You're a licensed professional barber. That's it. You know, you just happen to be of female gender. 
you know, and it's 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 such a it's such a weird. I'm 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 almost interested in seeing how this whole thing unfolds for this uh, <laughs> docu series on the the women barber in our industry. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a classic. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, I can't share too many details. I I'll, I'll do it offline, not on this platform, but. Oh, I got a perfect intro that's going to just poof, <laughs> blow your mind. In fact, I've been spending a month pre-planning it, just the five-minute intro of it, because yeah. that's what kind of impact I want to make. Just like we started the show with you saying Buenos Diaz, that to me made the most sense, because that is like your, that's how that's how you are in the in the living rooms, in the cars, everyone who's got a phone there, that's the first thing they see. So to me, I needed that. Say again. It organically just happened one morning. I just said, buenos dias. And then people were saying buenos back in the comments. And then I had a couple of DMS. It was like, yo, your energy was up today. I like when you do buenos dias. And it almost is like, it helped to keep the energy up. So that organically just happened. It wasn't like, you know, I'm going to start my live off by saying buenos dias. It didn't happen that way. It just didn't. Um, you mentioned, though, you said you you prepared, you've been preparing this five-minute intro, and you've been, you've been putting so much time to it. You said something earlier about what I have done is that I have prepared myself in such a way that the school runs itself. I'm paraphrasing it, mm -hmm. but I have systems in place. And I prepared myself and positioned myself that I can take a step back from having to be in front of the classroom and we can do more of this kind of stuff and travel and do it because the school is already flowing. It's already mm -hmm. going. Pieces are in place. And it took years to prepare and working in it, working in it. And you're, it's what you're doing. You're working in it. Not only are you as a director, you're actually there filming, directing, and then you have the vision. You, you're making it simple and plain and, I, I can't wait to see what else you have in store. Oh, it's it's awesome. And um, it's it just, oh, every time to say where I was at with one follower in a dream to where we're at today, not that I'm gauging my impactfulness on followers, but just to see the growth, whether, whether it's however it happens, it, it happens and it just shows you if you put your mind to it and you put true effort behind it, not just talking about it, but being about it, that's a you will see those results for sure. And um, we're two products of that at this moment. Um, I know we're, we're about to run out of time here, but I just wanted to circle back. I see um, you're on the roster for the Michigan Barber and Beauty Expo. Talk, talk to us a little bit about that. So um, Leon, it's their first show. They've done other, his partner Chris has done other shows with other people before, and this is their first joint effort. And uh, he saw me at another show and was like, hey, I really liked the way you handled stuff. I loved your class. I love how people respected you as an individual. I sat back and watched other influencers. I watched what they were doing. And you were very intentional with meeting the, the people who were there and taking pictures with them and speaking with them. Some of the other influencers kind of just stayed in the back and out of the way because they didn't want to be bothered. And he said, I love that about you. I would love for you to come and do... Uh, the Michigan Barber Expo. And so once we sat down, he talked to my manager and got some stuff situated. Um, you know, I always try to under-promise and over-deliver, right? I give you what I say I'm going to do, but then I try to do a little bit more. And so 
two weeks ago or la yeah, la yeah, last week I went out there and it wasn't part of our agreement, but I took the time because I had some time off to go out there and help promote his event. And so that was just a little extra that I did because I want to see people with good intentions get good results. Mm -hmm. You know, and as an educator, I don't I don't feel right receiving money from somebody and there's nobody to teach. So I want to go out and encourage people to come to the class, you know, so that I can speak to a group of people, you know, um, because I'm if I'm contracted to come and work, some people's mindset is, hey, it's your thing. If nobody shows up, you still got to pay me. That's on you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but and, and that's business. That's business, right? But there's also, I don't want to waste my time. I could just go live on Tyree Talk Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to come out there, I definitely want to speak to an audience of people. And so if I got to help you and promote, I was willing to do that. And so we, we set up a time to go do that. So I was excited about that. Great. You could check out Tyreek at the Michigan Barber and Beauty Expo August 7th in the Motown City. What up, though? I love your Oreo uh, post, by the way. That was awesome. <laughs> gotcha. I try, I try to be intentional, man. I really do. Well, Tyreek, it's, it's been... Um, it's been amazing meeting you, working with you, and uh, I look forward to doing more projects with you. I mean, I hope... I hope um, I've met your expectations and I hope that this is going to be just an amazing partnership on anything move, moving forward. I, I love the culture. I like documenting it. I like visualizing it. And I have passion behind ensuring that we have the most authentic representation of what that looks like. And that's all I'm trying to do at the end of the day is put that. But once, once again, uh, I really appreciate it. And, and I, um, it's, it's, been, it's been awesome. Thank you so much. It has been awesome. You you actually exceeded my expectations. I kind of live in a space where it's like, hey, you're going to do something. I'm going to hold you to it. You do what you do. And then, you know, the rest happens as it happens. I'll understand it as it unfolds. And so I definitely thank you, like I said earlier, for just creating the space to come and just taking the initiative to come out and um, just allowing you to bring your vision to fruition and using our school as a catalyst to do that. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. This is Mario with Mr. Tyreek Jackson, Barberview TV podcast. We out. See y'all later.